Hi everyone, you are listening to Manzo Collective Podcast. Ifano Salonia, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. What about you? Very good, man. Good to see you uh, yesterday. We uh, I sat at your place. You showed me your VR uh, stuff. I was so interested in that. Uh, I thought, uh, let me, you know, uh, talk about with you. Um, yeah. So, uh, an artist, an XR artist. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is like most of them will say, what is an XR? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are like so many. We were discussing that yesterday. Um, we were, there are like so many XR uh, names, XR, MR, AR. Yeah, like it's uh, there's a bit of confusion there. I mean, like when you say XR, normally say like mixed reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like back, back, even even myself, like few years ago, I would call myself a VR artist, maybe because I was working in vr you know so part of like the design and then you know like art i was doing was in and still is for some part in vr but of course then you end up working also with augmented reality and then there's like a lot of degrees of what can be visual what can be uh, augmented so like i think uh, mixed reality is a is a is a good compromise it takes everything yeah, exactly. So how did you actually uh, end up uh, being an XR artist, which is quite unfamiliar for most of the people. And mm. um, and probably like your your journey have been very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started uh, almost like three years ago. Um, my background uh, is in uh, is in advertising. I, I worked for for a lot of years in advertising as a, I started as a designer, graphic designer, and then I rapidly moved into art direction. So I was doing all classical thing, you can imagine like websites and you know, posters and videos, animations. Um, and then at the time I was living in Australia and a good friend of mine pushed me quite a bit to to get into VR, you know, because it's like, oh, this is amazing. This is like the new thing you should get in. Uh, it was, wasn't really easy, you know, just to start to do VR. But um, eventually I managed to put some money aside, quit my job. I had a stable job, like something I could do, you know, like easily. Uh, and I, you know, I started to learn, look at YouTube stuff. I got my my headset, my Rift. Um, and soon I started to, you know, like test uh, softwares, try to understand how things works and trying to create my, my workflow. So um, almost three years after, now I, I build it, that workflow in a way that I can start to work in VR if I need to pass it somewhere else <clears throat> and able to work with different platforms. Eventually what, what I would like to um, to be is like platform agnostic, you know, it doesn't matter what, what are you doing as much you are able to come up with concept and ideas and the, and the, and the technical tools are not in the way. Yeah, I completely understand. So, um, coming from the traditional 
way to the basically a very new exciting innovative technology yeah is there any like a big gap between these two um um i think like no, there's not a lot of gap i think like i've been always working uh, with image making and photography and composition and all that stuff they are still very relevant it doesn't matter what you're working on uh, so for instance if now i have to build uh, a scene in 3d you know i have a concept of how lights work because i've done a lot of <clears throat> i have a lot of studio photographic studio experience so i think like there's a lot of background that uh, helped me like transitioning and as i still like stuff that i learned uh, 10 years ago five years ago like doing uh, 2d design or classical traditional media they're still very valuable uh, when you when it comes to to xr of course like some rules are a bit different uh, and i think like the there was not a big gap it thinks it's it's just like an extension of it i believe yeah exactly so basically you still practice um, some of the traditional ways but then also apply uh, methods in the new technology yeah. tools tools are very different and you you need to uh, understand how, how to use it and and you know especially when it comes to to virtual reality um rules are very different you know like they're like little um tricks and things that you have to pay attention that normally you wouldn't you don't consider but then with a bit of uh, experience you start to to understand uh, what works and what not you know like even simple user interface could be could be surprising <laughs> like throwing throwing things away <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. that um uh, for the for the audience that don't know what we're talking about, so Ivano yeah. yesterday <laughs> showed me a few things in VR, which is very exciting, and um, the UX and the UI, the user interface is very different than um, than what we are normally used to. Basically, a rectangle in front of our eyes uh, in VR, you are immersed in a very different place. So a lot of very interesting things happen, also funny things by throwing menus away. You can throw, let's say, your um, window away somewhere else. And, and that is <laughs> that is some, yeah, some interesting. I mean, I think that, you know, that laugh and that, you know, fun part of uh, being in VR is very essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like there is a, there is a bit of humor in that. But imagine of something like when you when you work with your phone or with your trackpad, you know, like you can have like all this gesture, like two finger, three fingers, pinch, and this is how much they they are exploit exploiting just like that very simple 2D devices and your fingers. Imagine you have your body. <laughs> exactly. So, so like there is a lot of way even throwing things away. Uh, well, it kind of makes sense when you want to get rid of them. And and you do it in real life. So and I think like we're still scratching the surface. I think I, I believed in the next two or three years, a user interface will improve will improve uh, drastically. Uh, but yeah, like we're still understanding what is comfortable and not. And even like big software, 
uh, I, I, or software or application. I think they, they, don't, they didn't nail it yet. So as a user in, in VR, I can, I can see how this medium is not really mature. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, in comparison with um, with the AR, for instance, it's also super, super young still. Yeah, yeah, and also it's it's interesting to see how software are developing so fast. You know, like things that you can do really easily also in AR. Uh, now, maybe two years ago, they were not simply impossible to do. Um, so when it comes to being Uh, mixed reality artists, there's this part that you have to lean on these softwares and do a bit, like, you know, walk together because they will change while you use and you have to, you need to be updated. I don't know, like, if, if I think about Photoshop, I mean, like, Photoshop maybe have, like, some new features sometimes, but overall, if you, you, you always have those tools and those tools are going to be the core while in new software for, for augmented reality and virtual reality like they change much faster yeah very um, very fluent in the workflow I, um, I've seen um, like, a, like a perfect combination on your Instagram which uh, I will link uh, below on the show notes a uh, poster that you, mm-hmm. a traditional poster in a, in a very different way I found that very, yeah. <laughs> I found that yeah. very, uh, very interesting because when I saw it, it's basically a poster in air, and the fluids like li- liquid um, silver material is around it, which would never happen in reality, obviously. But no. you ma- you make it possible. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 nice thing of using these tools is that you don't have to deal with all the limitation you have in real life you don't have gravity you don't you know you can you can have every material you want you can create stuff you've never seen so um, and as an artist i think it's it's up to us to uh, you know like play a bit and then try to challenge the status quo so for instance with that one why like the the reason why i came up with that because it's like well like What can you do with what are posters nowadays? You know, like where did you you don't you don't print it that much anyhow. So you know, can you can you reimagine the the way you see a a, a poster? So I was like, well, yeah, it can be a poster flying. Like I think like this, like a um, very highly reflective surface, kind of a mirror uh, floating in the air. Can you do this? Like, of course you can. So. It's good to explore what you can, uh, uh, what you can do, and literally the sky is the limit. <laughs> uh, ex- exactly. I mean, um, what I see in that image, uh, at least from my own perspective, is the sustainability part of uh, things. When uh, mm-hmm. when we're talking about printing, uh, you know, sending the fa- the um, the package from A to B, all of that yeah. is basically gone in your work and it's on your phone, which everyone basically t- nowadays has. And from the sustainability point of view, it's very uh, engaging. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I still believe that, you know, like we, we can't get rid of print and print is good till a certain extent. But uh, it's also true that we maybe we were printing much more than what we needed. And, and nowadays, that we like it or not, 
the tool we have in our hands is always the phone. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that uh, most of uh, communication and also commercial messages pass through there and even you know entertainment you know because when it comes to filter DJ, social media but it's also like you you are entertaining people um so yeah yeah exactly I don't know what yeah i mean it's um it's definitely uh keeping um keeping things uh running they say the best camera is the camera that you have always Exactly, exactly. I mean, like, we were talking about the sustainability. Uh, yeah. It is sustainable to produce content, uh, for sure, for sure. I think there's, like, uh, there's less waste, you know, like, and we can understand um, the the footprint that print can can leave you know it's not just the printing it's also transportation and all that uh, in reality i mean i guess also our phones you know like they come up with a very high footprint but the thing is like we have it anyhow so i mean let's contribute for what we can in on small things if we can print a bit less why not i'm, I'm up for that but i also love books you know so <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, controversial right there. Like talking about, um, like for instance, sustainability in fashion and uh, and shoes, for instance, mm-hmm. I've seen you've done um, a nice collaboration with Studio Hajo in Dutch. Uh, yeah. It's also in Amsterdam, um, as we all are. And uh, I've I've seen your work, uh, your um, also again on Instagram, and it's like it's so interesting in terms of a um, few things. I think it's interesting because you combine. I'm looking at it right now as we speak, and uh, yeah. and uh, you combine a lot of a lot of uh, tricks. I would say for for the normal person, <laughs> a lot of technologies, a lot of uh, ways to expand realities that we haven't seen before. Could you please explain to us a little bit uh, the point behind this collaboration together with this interesting yeah. studio and um, and also the process how 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 you uh, how you work. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, we started to collaborate because of the physical proximity. You know, we um, we used to share, um, we used to share, um, to have a studio in the same space at NDSM in Amsterdam North. Uh, and uh, we are part of the, uh, the same uh, group of friends. So it was inevitable to, uh, to get in contact. And I always uh, liked the, the work of Mathieu because he's doing an amazing job uh, working with very new concepts. Like he has this project called Ma- um, Makers Monday, uh, where each, you know, like he came up with very crazy ideas. And, you know, like most of them are concepts. So, like, I wouldn't expect anyone to wear it. But the idea behind is always very, always very smart. So, what we had in common and the the, what, the reason why we linked because we both love exper- experimental um, design and you know like experimental work and all that so that's why we we connected um, and I was I was showing Mathieu you know like how can you design in VR and what you can do in the specific we were like looking at um, using photogrammetry. 
So photogrammetry is this technique where you can scan a 3D object by taking, you know, hundreds or thousands, actually, I think like even thousands of photos and then reconstructing in 3D. Um, and that's quite interesting uh, for visualization purposes, but also uh, artistically, you can do much more. Um, so we had in mind to work with photogrammetry. So we, we decided in advance, which was the the technology we were going to use and after that we we scanned uh, one of his prototype <laughs> made of all this whole uh, sole from nike so like if you see the shoe in itself is <laughs> pretty it's pretty out there just if you take a, a simple photo um and basically the idea i say okay let's do let's try to create something and there's like a bit of a narrative there too so like the idea was like, oh, let's try to to show a candid video uh, that is shot in his new studio. So he also wanted to to ever be this is a bit of new space in there. Uh, so what we shot, we shot this just normal, sh normal day of work where he's like fixing stuff on on shoes. And suddenly one of these shoes come alive. So we used the uh, photogrammetry model uh, overimposed on um, on the footage, which is more VFX um, kind of stuff, which is not my thing, but I'm open to do pretty much anything. And from there, like the idea was to let's do re like work with reality and then come up with something that is completely out there. We come out in, a, in this fantasy world and we go back to it. And I think this is what we what we've done. So at the beginning, you just see a simple scene and suddenly everything that you thought it was normal, it just like start to bend and the perspective just fall apart. And I think that that's, that's the thing I like the most. Yeah, so it's, um, it's technically for, uh, for the ones that want to know what software you've used, so Blender, photogrammetry and uh, animation in total. Sorry, say it again. Uh, so it's um, a combination of uh, photogrammetry, yeah. 3D and animation in one, one yeah, piece. Yeah, it's photogrammetry on top of the photogrammetry, there's a bit of 3D. So there was a bit of generative design. So like that's why I, that's how I, I did the, um, that kind of structure. Uh, and yeah, so there is Blender, there's like few things there. It's, it's a short video, but uh, there's a lot of work behind it. Uh, that that's actually quite interesting. So how how long would uh, such a um, such a whole process or collaboration would um, would take in total? Ah, okay, that's that's a good that's a good question. Um, because we've done this around the pandemic, you know, I think like the time got a bit. You know, can you imagine deadlines went <laughs> a bit loose? Um, but so we had like a few meetings before you know chat in the park at the uh, 1.5 meter distance <laughs> um and then like uh, we were like thinking about the idea together um so that didn't take too long probably two or three afternoon to to decide what to do and the photogrammetry took quite quite sometimes like just two days for for the scanning part i think it was one day for the photography which um, um, I didn't do, like Dayo, another professional for specialized in uh, 
photogrammetry did it. So it's one day for the capture, one day to generate the photogrammetry. And believe it or not, there's a, a couple of days just to clean the photogrammetry because the result, uh, you don't get a very clean scan. You get something that is full um, point cloud, very dense, something that look like um, a sand sculpture. And then you have to make it click. So it took like two days of cleaning. And then I would say other three days um, to make it completely. And then, I was, well, it took like, let's say probably two weeks, two weeks of work. Of course, not like every day, like it was like a, um, during two months period, but I would say something about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks for, um, what is it, like 10 to 12 seconds? Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the idea is that back in the days to do this thing would be much harder. Yeah. You know, like back in the day, like back in the day, like you couldn't do VFX on your own. <laughs> so we don't have to forget this. You know, normally like big studios would do a crazy VFX job. And now like, well, you don't need to to be a super expert to do something that makes sense and again like the narrative is in there like we we are talking about like the fleshy things and the eye candy that they are there for sure but i can tell you if the narrative thing wasn't there wouldn't be so effective you raise a you raise a really great point here um, by saying that it's open for not only the high-end studios but also for the majority of people the mass which yeah. uh, which have the access to obviously the internet which allows us to you know look by ourselves and be self-taught into uh, to make uh, experiments because I, I I'm, I'm a huge fan of experiments and I think they are an essential part of the whole creative process to come up with new ideas and exp and, and expand the, the 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 ideas the traditional ideas into something that haven't uh, haven't seen before talking about yeah. Um, yeah talking about experiments I think I'm I'm really like digging into your your Instagram, but um, but I've seen the, for instance the desert uh, dance, which has it's I believe that it's um, a combination of a few things um, that are also all simulated. Yeah, yeah. Basically, well, that's um, that is a mix again of different technology. Um, and again, like you, you mentioned before, the tricks. I think like tricks are really important to make things happen. So in that specific thing, there is a, there is a, for people that are just listening, there's like this this um, avatar, uh, very shiny black, uh, dancing very sinuously with a with a dress. Um, and there's a lot of example I've seen before about it. But there was something that would never convince me, it was the face, because um, of course you can download uh, uh, a mix and more animation, put it on an avatar and voila, you have it. But when I was seeing it's like, oh, but the face doesn't do any expression. This is like very strange. When I see dancers and I love to see dancers, like most of the thing I see, is their face you know a lot of people i mean people that dance they know but you also dance with your face so i was like okay so maybe i should focus on the on the um, on the um, how do you say to uh, facial expressions so i found this uh, this app so basically i could drive the facial expression through my through my phone 
um, through my iPhone, record, put it on the software, and apply to 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 a face mesh. And um, a regular iPhone with uh, probably true depth, huh? Yes, I had an iPhone 10. Some, yeah, I think I have an iPhone 10. Um, and that was like, ah, okay, now the the character is coming. Um, is coming alive. alive. Yes. Yeah. So this was my. It comes with this intuition. I'm missing a bit of emotion on that. And the interesting part is that that needs to that make me uh, think is back in the days. I always say back in the days, you need an animator for that, and you need a good one to you know to uh, animate each single eye and the mouth and, and and the cheeks and all that and now we don't have to it took me like probably 15 20 minutes to record something like that oh, wow <laughs> so <laughs> the, this is this is what interesting interests me is the workflow like nowadays you can have like a lot of shortcuts and be aware of shortcuts they're not always good sometimes they comes with compromise but now technology is helping us doing stuff uh, that before it was really hard. Like, mm, who, who was doing 3D animation some years ago? You, you know, and if you have, if you have to animate a, a character walking or running or jumping or whatever, you have to animate yourself in a way that is believable. Nowadays, you can just put a, a suit, and then a, bo- a body um, body tracking, and voila, you have it. Uh, now uh, I guess that the motion capture suit is a bit less accessible than a than a iPhone app. But uh, probably but, uh, it's gonna have yeah some technology is gonna say like yeah hey, you but, don't need that. <laughs> yeah, and also like now like very recently you know you can do it with your you can do motion capture with your phone too. Exactly. So I think it's good to stay on top of these things and uh, and. Uh, and play and work with that just to to test the, the potential of it. And you know, there's a lot of experiment that they go really badly too. You know, we're talking about the <laughs> the successful <laughs> one, but the a big part of experimentation is also is also failing. You know, a lot of times I just work on stuff that just sim- simply doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but needs to be mentioned too. It's important too. Yeah, I mean, if you if you take all of this work, amazing work that you have, you can place it in a sort of you know museum. Uh, I've, I see that you also have some work done uh, f- VR stuff for um, a VR museum, which is also something that is very fresh, that very new. I haven't heard of that before. A VR museum. Yeah. It's called VR for the realities. Yeah, museum, museum for the reality. Museum of other realities. Yes. Uh, next time I will I will show to you. This is also another new concept, you know. Also, especially for uh, artists that work in VR, as I do, most of the time. I mean, like now you're looking at my Instagram, which is probably the the, the, the worst medium I I could use because normally when I design, I design around me. I design environments. I design stuff. They're they're sculpture. They're physical. They have a scale. Um, so um, for for a long time I was creating stuff and I didn't know what I was doing. It's like I, I could enjoy being there, I could enjoy looking at things, but I was pretty much the only one. Or you know, just some friends that could visit me. Uh, and now the the Museum of Other Realities is a proper museum hosting uh, 
I don't know if it's like something like 50 VR artists in there, or probably something less. Um, and it's just like a new world. Uh, you can fly into artworks, there are portals, you can scale yourself down, you can visit um, things, you can have like double yourself. Like it's if you listen to me talking, <laughs> I might sound like like crazy, uh, but this is exactly what you can do. And it's good that now there is a, a place that legitimate is kind of via art, and it showed to you in the in the form that was meant to be. You know, so when I see my my art piece there, I recognize it because it's in 3D. It's as big as I designed. It's not in a 2D image that is like thousand pixel tall. So the best experience for the people that want to experience your work would be in a in a VR uh, space. It would be in a VR space. Also, um, I, I, I show you like I'm working on a. Mm -hmm on um, my private VR gallery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the big problem with that is that uh, not a lot of people have headset. But the good thing that this VR gallery um, that is built on top of Mozilla Hubs uh, is would be viewable even from your phone and your, um, and your computer. So we're talking about web VR. Um, so finally, I could put my sculpture, my pieces in one place. And, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to have an headset, uh, well, you can go from, from your computer, you can put it on your headset and you can see it. And if you don't, you can still see it through your laptop and you can talk to me because sometimes I'm in there. So it's a social place. Um, yeah, so I will use like I'm I'm, I'm considering in the next uh, in the next months I will not do Zoom call anymore. I will invite people in my gallery <laughs> and then we will talk there. All I right. Think it's, <laughs> yeah, for for the people that want to see Vanos work, go to VR. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I'm um, we are coming to the end of the this episode. I'm gonna ask you a few questions and you can answer them to the best of your ability. So let's start with the technology. What is the one technology you just still don't understand? That I still don't understand. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Well, like this is very very unfair question. Uh, I I don't understand. Most of the technology I use, I don't understand fully. I think it's really hard to get 100% uh, of what they're capable of. So I would say uh, I don't understand in depth most of the technologies. <laughs> okay. Um, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? Well, I, I just go to the toilet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just go to the toilet. Hot or cold? Hot. Salad or burger? Burger. Favorite pair of shoes of all time? Ooh. Um, I would say. I would say. Uh, uh, Adidas Gazelle. I had it for so long oh, when nice. I was a teenager. 
If um, you could remake any movie and star in it, what would that be? Oh, um, I think it's a it's an Italian movie. Unfortunately, right. it's a beautiful one. It's called Ovo Sodo. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm sorry. It's Italian beautiful film. Like like probably twenty years old. I'll link that in the, the in the notes. Yeah, Ovo Sodo from Birzi is a pretty right. amazing one. If you could have a superpower, what would that be? Um, to my superpower would be <laughs> to be in you know in different places at the same time, so oh. I could work and surf at the same time. You know, I can I can <laughs> I can stay always in the water. So yeah, exactly. So you're duplicating, is it or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two so you wanna, time. you wanna make money in both sides, so you can. <laughs> yeah, well, like put it like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, man. Uh, thank you so much for um, for your time and uh, and your energy and everything. And I I will probably see you very soon, but for the rest, yeah. um, I will uh, I wish you a really great day, evening. Cool. Thanks. Same for you. Ciao. Yes. Cheers.